0: Welcome, everyone. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. And so I hope you'll have a lean-in factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. Awesome. Come on. Can you lift up those hands towards Jesus? Come on. Can you give him a big shout of praise? Awesome. Come on. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to get into your word this morning. We thank you for an incredible time of worship. God, we just thank you that during this season, we will see transformation in our life. God, we thank you for our pastors. We thank you for the Flemings, Father God. We thank you for Church Alive. And we also thank you that the Lakers will sweep the Miami Heat. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, somebody say amen. You can be seated. Uh, We actually have one of the coaches of the Lakers goes to our church and so I have to cheer on the Lakers no matter what and uh, I'm not trying to name drop or anything like that. I was talking to Oprah about that the other day and uh, (laughs) we hate that. I want to get right into the message. I do uh, have brought my book, uh, The Art of Sonship. I know that uh, when I first released it, actually, this was one of the first churches that I got to release it at, and so absolutely love your church, have been around your church for a while. I can remember some of the other buildings and some of the other services. Come on. You've come a long ways, Church Alive. You guys are the absolute best, the best, the best, the best. And, uh, and so we'll be signing uh, some of these books uh, after the service. I think we've only got a few. And I know you guys have got like 73 Sunday morning services. And so at 9 o'clock, I may be all done. Uh, we do. I do want you to know that uh, all the money towards this book goes towards feeding hungry children. Uh, all the proceeds. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. We have three. Um, one's 20, one's 17. And one is about to be 11 and so please buy the books that would be a blessing. Uh, normally when I go to preach somewhere, I actually like to preach something that um, I have already preached. Uh, as if you're a communicator, you want to kind of work it out. That's why sometimes the, the the nine o'clock service can be a great message or it could be the worst message because <laughs> you got some time to work it out. And as a person that travels, uh, often, I, I like to preach something that maybe I've preached at my home church first, you know, and, and then got the emails later that said that was terrible, uh, and tweak it a little bit. But this is a message I've never preached before. And so this is, I'm uh, hopefully, uh, you're the guinea pigs, <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know where the jokes go. I don't know where the amens go. So you'll work with me on this, all right? Just work with me, 9 a.m. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 10, verse 19. I'm just going to preach one scripture verse this morning, and it's a powerful verse, and these are the words from Jesus speaking to the first 82 missionaries, if you speak, or the first 82 preachers of the New Testament. Here is the verse or the words that he says. He says, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Come on. How many of you say, could, could use some power in your life? Three of you. The rest of you are not living in 2020. How many of you could use some power in your life? So we're going to unpack that a little bit this morning. And to be quite frank and honest, I went to Bible school, but I didn't know if I learned a lot in Bible school. Really, Bible school is where I met my wife, Rachel, uh, where we have now been married this last month, 23 years. Come on. And uh, and so it was more bridal school than Bible school. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, I was like hey, uh, but. Uh, and, and, and so there were things that I learned in the Hebrew, la, 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 la and uh, I learned some Greek. But this was actually something recently that I looked into that blew my mind. And what blew my mind, and I know that we've been doing a series on freedom in here. What blew my mind was where Jesus says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread. And I assumed that that word power was what we've probably always heard in the Bible where it's translated power, where it's translated most of the time dunamis. Anybody ever been in church long enough to hear the word dunamis? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great word because dunamis is where we get dynamo, dynamite. Come on, how many of you need some dynamite dunamis power in your life? And uh, I was raised in church that was very Pentecostal, very Holy Spirit. I mean, we we had some dunamis meetings. Come on. In fact, I as a youth pastor, we had a dunamis conference and we had words up on the screen that said dunamis and the d fell off. It was just unamis. Uh, 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 but we are we, always looking and I'm one of those dunamis kind of people. Like I love the power of God. I like let's not have church and 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 crochet. Come on, let's let's get together and feel the very presence and power of God. I don't I don't have enough time for three points and just go home the same way I came in. Come on. I woke up this morning and it, it's maybe early your time, but it's very early West coast time. And, uh, I'm glad they brought me a latte. Come on somebody. But, but, but at the same time, I, as I looked into this, I was shocked that when Je- I was shocked <laughs> that when Jesus said the word Power. it was actually not the word dunamis. And in the Greek, it is actually the word exousia. Exousia is how it's pronounced. Exousia, it's the Greek word. And listen to what the Greek definition is. It means privilege. It means force, capacity. It means freedom. That's, that's what we're talking about. See how I tie that in, Pastor Anthony? Somewhere in there it's tied in. It means mastery. It means superhuman potential. It means delegated influence, authority, jurisdiction, liberty, power, right, and strength. And he says, Jesus says to us, he's saying it to the early disciples, and he's saying it to us that we can have freedom, we can have authority, we can have liberty, we can have jurisdiction. And he says, power to tread. I looked up the word tread, and it means, it comes from a, a derivative that means a path. And, and, and I know that we talk about the, the, the power to trample. But at the same time, it is also telling us that He is giving us a path to freedom. He is giving us a road to freedom. And here I am, a Pentecostal raised in church, always looking for the power of God. And I wanna feel it and I wanna experience it. And Jesus isn't saying you don't have to have that. But what He is telling me is that even when you don't feel it, even when you don't see it, come on. Even when you don't get the Holy Ghost goosebumps, even though you may be still online, come on, even though there are things around you that are difficult, you don't have to just feel my power to begin to have a path and a road to freedom. And I don't know who you are right now, but you don't have to feel it. God has given you the authority. Come on, high five your neighbor in the air and say, that's good so a good maybe definition of freedom when jesus says this is that jesus gives us the ability to take a path of delegated influence authority jurisdiction liberty power and strength come on he gives us a path to begin to walk in freedom somebody say a path to freedom there were two battleships that were assigned um, out in the sea, doing strategic, uh, just different uh, w- war maneuvers, and it was actually very, very uh, foggy. The weather was terrible, so the captain was actually on the bridge, and one of the officers said, "Hey, uh, on our boward, whatever, uh, there is a there's a light, and uh, it's we're we're actually heading towards it." So the captain said, hey, I want you to make sure that this captain of the battleship, send them a, uh, a message that says they need to move 20 degrees, and of course, they sent the message, and a message came back and said, well, actually, you need to move 20 degrees, and the battleship captain was like, I am a captain of the USS, da, 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 and I tell you, you better move 20 degrees, and this guy comes back and is like, well, I am a private, and I'm telling you, you better Move 20 degrees. <laughs> Finally, he comes back and is like, "If uh, you know you you will move, I have the whole you know authority of the United States Navy on mine. You will move 20 degrees." And the guy comes back. I am a lighthouse. You should move 20 degrees. <laughs> it, it's actually ex- it's actually a true story that is in the naval records. Even though the battleship had great power, even though the battleship had great authority, come on, sometimes you've got to not feel something and you got to know who you are and what you stand for. Does that make sense? And and, and so as I I get into this, I I just want to talk about a couple things that Jesus said that he would give us the path. Or, and the, the path for freedom in. The first thing that he mentions, he mentions some snake and scorpions. And most theologians believe that he wasn't just talking about real snakes and scorpions, which is a great benefit if you're ever where there are snakes and scorpions. But last night when I came here, uh, I flew in. Uh, I'm so grateful. You guys are so nice. The hospitality. They got me a little bag in the room with Skittles. Come on, how many of you know that's the will of God? God and, uh, and and then the hotel's so nice. The towels are so thick. I I don't know how they're gonna fit all in my suitcase, but I'm just so uh, uh, blessed. But not one time, even knowing that I was preaching this, was I looking for snakes and scorpions here in New Jersey? So this isn't just a message that then now will be more uh, will, will be more practical when I'm in Las Vegas. There are scorpions and there are snakes. Or your your motherland, Australia. I think that's where all snakes and scorpions are originated from. Not saying anything about the Aussies, but anyhow, I'll go over here. So 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 we know that yes, we have authority. To have a path trample on snakes and scorpions but there's got to be some symbolic symbolism that Jesus is saying and he's speaking to people that have memorized he's talking to people that have been in church a long time church as in been to the synagogue they know the stories and when he says serpent one of the first times that we see the word serpent obviously is in Genesis and so we know the enemy the devil the serpent will come into our life and what is one of the first things that the serpent does to Adam and Eve come on what does he do he begins to mess with their mind come on he begins to to mess with their thinking and he begins to deceive them about their future but Jesus says I'm giving you a path of freedom so that you can have a path through the serpents. Meaning there is some deception that you and I could be feeling right now where the enemy could cause you to be thinking things that are contrary to what God has planned for you. God says, come on, I am going to give you this planet. God says, I'm going to have you cause and live a long life. What does the serpent do? The serpent begins to say, did God really say that? And all of us have a purpose and a destiny and a future, and the enemy would love to try to talk you out of it. Would try to get you frustrated in 2020. Would try to tell you, well, maybe if it wasn't COVID, or maybe if it wasn't election year, or maybe if the Knicks would get a new head coach, or maybe if something else would happen. And the enemy has been trying to deceive you, but I came all the way from Los Angeles to tell somebody that Jesus said two thousand years ago to those disciples and to us that I am going to give you the power. I am going to give you the path. I am going to give you the freedom where you can say, deception, talk to the hand. Because I'm going to be who God's called me to be. Am I jumping just way too much? That's dunamis power. I just want you to know. So, so so we, we have power over that. The second thing that he said was scorpions. And scorpions are strange animals. <laughs> Scorpion will sting you, and they're so small. I've been to places where there are scorpions, and you have to shake out your shoes before you put your feet in. Pastor Anthony, you talked about smell. I've never had to shake out my feet because I don't wear socks, and I know my shoes stink so bad that the <laughs> scorpions just stay away. Hallelujah. <laughs> but but this, a scorpion, and the Bible talks about it even in Revelations, a scorpion's sting would hurt for days, months, months even at sometimes a year later, you could still have pain from the scorpion. And I'm thinking about 2020. I mean, 2020. (laughs) You remember in the beginning of the year, this is gonna be our year. (laughs) You remember January, come on church. (laughs) Remember we were all like, who's glad 2019 is over. Who's looking forward to 2020? Yeah! <laughs> the, the, the pain, a small little thing, little, tiny, could cause pain that could last for days, weeks, and months. Yeah. Yeah. Days, weeks, or months. And, and, and if there's ever been a moment in history... It's like, do you remember when they first said we're gonna close down and we're like, uh, one week we're gonna be online only? I remember that in California. Okay, team, we're gonna be on, we're, we're gonna take a one week off, they're gonna shut everything down, and for one week we'll be online. I live in California. They're online this morning. You know why I'm with you? Because we already recorded the service. <laughs> In the can. Just push play while I'm in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, uh, it, 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 it was supposed to be, it, 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 it and it, 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 it just keeps on going and going. It's scorpion. Jesus is not talking about a little, he's not talking about a scorpion. He's talking about little things that cause great pain and it feels like it never gets over. Like when is this, you know, a bee sting hurts for max 24 hours, maybe 10 minutes and it's over, but a scorpion sting continues to last. And I'm here to tell you that God gives us a path of freedom, that we don't have to let the little things linger and the little things continue to hurt. But come on, <laughs> come on, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen? Amen? And then last but not least, he says that, that, uh, uh, that the enemy won't hurt and none of these things shall hurt harm you. Come on, somebody say harm. harm. Uh, this this ability to it, it it didn't say that there won't be opposition, but it's saying that it won't harm. There's a big difference because as Christ followers, we don't have magic sprinkle powder dust that just makes everything so easy. Oh my gosh, I got a good parking spot at Target all because I'm a Christian. Oh my gosh, my kids are so well behaved because I'm a Christian. Oh my gosh, marriage is so easy because I'm a Christian my goodness, finances are so... I'm just so doing well because I'm a Christian. How many of you say you'd had, at times, some marriage issues? Husbands, don't raise your hand if your wife didn't. (laughs) Uh, 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 One person was like going like this. Thank you for your honesty. (laughs) There's a class at the 11 o'clock. Anyhow, uh, you, you, you... uh, financial. How many of you have ever had some financial issues? How many of you have ever had some uh, uh, physical issues? But it says it won't harm you. Um, I uh, I know that your pastor was a uh, professional, were you a professional tennis player, professional athlete? Yeah. Uh, I was not quite professional, but definitely on my way. Um, <laughs> I played football, uh, American football, uh, and I dominated uh fifth grade I um almost every week was voted was picked number one or two at recess I mean pretty much dominated fifth grade Cedar Valley Elementary School Linwood Washington don't know if you heard about me or not but in fifth grade I dominated I was picked every single time either number one or number two all of elementary school, up to sixth grade, I was in fifth grade. I dominated. This is kind of the peak of my athletic career. Didn't go much further than fifth grade, but that year, consensus, all Cedar Valley, fifth grade team. That was me. And we'd do what we would do every lunch. We would pick players and I'd either be picked to be the captain or i'd be number one pick i mean there might have been maybe a number two pick but usually number one i'm just just thinking about the past just talking about it for a second but i'd always get picked always play we play at recess you know all of that kind of stuff and i'll never forget i was in fifth grade cedar valley elementary school pick number one and there was all these people schoolyard pick and there was a kid it was in my class that i knew his name was i sam he was vietnamese did not speak very well english his parents had been refugees and i saw one particular day they picked everybody and he didn't get picked and his head went down and he walked over and he sat on the rocks i don't know what it was except now i'm a pastor so i can look back all those years and it must have been God putting a pastoral heart in me. But I came home that night. My parents asked me how the day was. They were waiting for me to tell them that I was picked number one again because that's what I told them. <laughs> and I started tearing up and I said, but there was this one kid in the group named Isam and the look on his eyes when he didn't get picked again, I went and sat up on the rocks. I started crying at the dinner table. My parents are said, well, why don't you do something about it? And I'm like, what, I, what could I do? And they're like, why don't you pick Isaiah? And I was like, me? With the number one pick? <laughs> I don't even know if he knows how to play. <laughs> so the next day, went to school. And sure enough, because I was so dominant at Cedar Valley Elementary School if you don't know the story yet <laughs> they picked me to be one of the captains and with the number one pick November whatever and whatever year with the number one pick I picked I Sam Lee you should have seen I Sam's face first like is there another ISAM? <laughs> then they're like, why are you picking me? And then the murmurs, like everybody else, like, why would he pick ISAM? We pick the teams. I get there and I say, I, Sam, do you know how to play? And he's broken English, yes. Okay, I'm gonna catch the ball, because I dominate. And um, <laughs> then I'm going to pitch you the ball, and then I want you to run that, like I gave directions which way to run. Do you get it? Yes. Sure enough, I caught the ball, why? I dominate and uh, fifth grade only <laughs> pitched the ball to ISAM and straight out of Forrest Gump <laughs> I Sam ran dodged <laughs> moved nobody came close to touching him and we scored a touchdown and it was amazing come on <laughs> about two weeks later about two weeks later I, Sam we were all playing and getting picked and with the number one pick Israel Campbell was not picked I, Sam Lee was picked with the number one pick (laughs) and it was one of the greatest days of my fifth grade class and we became friends and he spent the night at my house. I spent the night at his house and we became friends. And I, even recently I've looked on Facebook to try to find I Sam Lee. There's a lot of I Sam's most of them that I looked up were in Saudi Arabia and did not like the friend request from Israel Campbell. I don't, I don't know why, but somehow they didn't, they didn't care. One's wet, (laughs) but I'll still sign it. Okay, so I said all of this. Jesus tells the disciples, I'm giving you power, and it's not just a feel it power, not just a freedom because the worship team, which is amazing, played the right song, or that. Pastor Miriam or past the Flemings said something that was like, oh my gosh, that's just what I needed. It is, no, because you're my disciple, because you've accepted me in your heart, I am going to give you a path of freedom that even when you don't feel like it, even though you don't see it, listen, there is not going to be a deception. There is not going to be a snake. There is not going to be a scorpion, a little pain that is going to hurt you. And can I tell you that there is going to be no harm? and I came here again uh, uh, not by accident because I believe we were actually scheduled to be here in November but it just happened to be that I was on the East Coast this weekend and so I don't believe that it's by accident but I believe because somebody needed to hear that there is a path for your freedom and you don't have to try to feel it you don't have to try to hope that the right circumstances happen because God said this freedom is gonna be over every snake every single scorpion and by no means shall anything harm you i know 2020 has been a hell of a year but i'm looking at a few hundred people this morning that said who the sun sets free is free indeed i'm i'm gonna walk i have the authority to take a path of freedom i am gonna be who god's called me to be I got to hurry I got to hurry I got three minutes the enemy would love to harm you here's I say I'm sitting on the rocks what did that do to him and what would that have continued to do? Not being picked. Not being recognized. It's called the spirit of rejection. And we've all been Sam at one time in our life. Where somehow, maybe it was a parent, maybe it was an authority figure, maybe it was an employer, maybe it was a past church experience and you were looking to be called, and you were looking to be called off the rocks. But here you are and everyone else is in the game and you just have to sit there and watch. And what happens is that spirit of rejection gets in you even at an early age and it can unfortunately impact the rest of your life. It will impact your marriage because you've always got this root of insecurity and rejection. And oftentimes men and women will actually abort their marriage because they are afraid of getting hurt again. And so instead of being rejected, they'll reject it early so that they don't have to go through that. But Jesus says, I'm going to give you a path of freedom. So even a spirit of rejection, you never, ever, ever have to leave the same way you came in. And Is a type and shadow, I, because of God's grace, had the eyes to say, I, Sam, I choose you. But more than Israel Campbell, Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, saw you on the wall, saw you in the moment of disappointment and discouragement, and said, hey, you, sir, hey, you, ma'am, hey, you, brother, come on, hey, you, sister, I see where you're at and I declare nothing the enemy does is gonna harm you your shoulders are going back your head is lifted up you got your Holy Ghost swagger back not because you feel it because you know who you are in Christ can I ask you just a few questions I don't even have my notes with me just a few questions what serpent has been deceiving you? What little thing has stung you and you need to walk in a path of freedom? What root of bitterness or what root of a feeling abandoned, feeling left out wall, do you have to say I don't have to wait for the feeling to be able to walk in the victory that God has for me, I have the authority and I have the pathway to do. It. I want to pray for you. Would you close your eyes and bow your head? I have authority to speak on abandonment not because of the I same story, but because as a child, at nine months old, I was abandoned by my biological parents, left at a doorstep of an aunt and uncle with nothing to my name except a bottle of Coca-Cola and a diaper rash to my neck. If there's anybody who can talk about this moment, I have the authority to do it. And I think a failure of mine in the past was waiting for the right church service, the right revival service, the right feeling, the right worship song. And I love all of those things. The word dunamis is in the Bible over 120 times, but the word that we talked about, power, that meant freedom and authority, is mentioned in the New Testament over 100 times. So it's, it's both and, not either or. And so I just want to encourage you today to tell you that what the enemy meant for harm, come on God is going to turn it around and today not by accident you're going to leave this place who the sun sets free is free indeed amen so i want to pray for you i want you to have some action to this i called i sam out of the wall and he came forward today you'd say yep i've been hurt i've been rejected the enemies tried to harm me but today not because of a feeling not because of a hype not because you had so much Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but because you said, I'm choosing a path that Jesus said that I could have, and I could have freedom from this, and I'm going to walk that path today. I want you to just, on the count of three, just lift up both hands towards heaven, and I want to pray with you. Come on, one, come on, two, come on, three. just ready to walk that path. Holy Spirit, I declare right now, as these hands go up, God, I just thank you that who the sun sets free is free indeed. I thank you that there's dunamis power, but I also thank you for the power that we can have, the authority we can walk in as believers. And I declare it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I declare that we will leave this place with not information, but transformation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, if you believe that, would you give Jesus a big shout of praise? <clears throat> I love love to inspire and encourage, but I also love to just give some practical things. One of the things that when the serpent came to Jesus, did the same thing as what happened in the very beginning in the garden, Uh, that the enemy started asking Jesus about things and do you, you know, if you are the son of God if you did hear what i am and it's interesting that jesus had three scripture verses that he just said it is written so let me give you a practical thing of walking towards a path of freedom every single one of us should have at least three scriptures that we just write down everywhere. Come on, I'm the head and not the tail. Come on, I am above and not beneath. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. If God be for us, who can be against us? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. So when the snakes come, come scorpions come and the uh, the, the hurt comes you know uh, 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 it's 2020 what am I gonna do <laughs> I'm blessed in the city I'm blessed in the field the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me sorrow may last for 2020 but joy! comes in the morning is that all right last one last one last scripture verse that i showed i showed the whole verse i showed the whole verse media team and it says this jesus says come on give you power over the enemy nothing shall by no means harm you verse 20 notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven last question would you bow your head and close your eyes is your name right now written in heaven because if it's not we'd love to pray with you and for you you know I feel like this may be poor theology but I feel like one time my name was written in heaven and then I was such a knucklehead They might have gotten an eraser and said, not quite yet. I don't actually believe that the theology, but I do know that I was away from God and I was not living for him. So this morning, if your name's not written in heaven, or maybe this morning you'd say, man, one time it was. I just am not sure of it right now because of where I'm at right now. I want to rededicate. I want to recommit my life. I'd love to just ask you that one more question is your name written in heaven and if it isn't my second question is can i pray with you can we pray with you as, as the pastoral team is getting ready to close i just i want to give an opportunity to pray with you and for you if your name's not written in heaven so every heads bowed all eyes closed last question is your name written in heaven my again and if it's not you're unsure of it can I pray with you? I'm simply going to count to three. And if that's you, you want to be sure, you want to rededicate, you want to for the very first time, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Come on, I want you to be bold. I want you to take a path towards freedom. Come on, I want you to say, come on, I'm not leaving this place the same way I came in. So one, come on, two, come on, three, just lift up that hand and wave it to me and say, Israel, would you pray with me? Yep, I see that hand there. Yep, see that hand there. Yep, see that hand there. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. In the back. Yes, sir. I see that hand up there. Yep, I saw that hand. I just saw, ma'am, that hand go up, sir. I just saw your hand go up. Come on, that's amazing. Amazing. Everybody say this prayer with me. Come on, say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I've sinned. I've missed the mark. Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you be my Lord and Savior? Thank you for dying for me rising again on the third day so that i could live a changed and transformed life i'm leaving this place different my eternity is changed in jesus name amen come on if you believe that give jesus a big shout